gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna go um, live a little early. We're gonna go live a little, we're gonna go live a little early on YouTube. Hello, YouTubers. You, two, tubers. Why do I call it you, two, two, tubers? Because I have uh, two people that watch me on YouTube right now. We're going to <coughs> increase that by maybe uh, four by uh, the end of the year. Uh, good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we're going to go live now. We're going to go a little early. There we go. We're going alive a little early. Hold on. I think we're already live on uh, the internet on Comedy Schools Radio Network.com. And now, ladies and people, we are live here on um, Facebook Live. That's right, Facebook Live. And we're live, ladies and people on YouTube, on the uh, Comedy Schools channel, and we're live on Comedy Schools Radio Network.com. Uh, good afternoon. It is uh, Tuesday. It is Tuesday in America, April 21st. My name is Tony Visick, and what you're watching is something that we have um, self-titled Living on a Thin Line. It's called Living on a Thin Line. It is our daily uh, podcast, broadcast, internet-based radio station, uh, YouTube channel, Facebook Live. Hello, Lauren that we uh, blast out uh, to uh, the universe every day at 2 p.m. Mountain Standard Time, six days a week, Saturday nights, 7 p.m. So um, just letting you know about that. There might be some changes to that Saturday night schedule coming up. We'll keep you informed of that. I hope you're doing well, whatever you're doing. Um, Shirley and I have had a frustrating yet productive day. Uh, what I mean is frustrating is everything takes 10 times as long now. Spent 90 minutes on hold with a bank and then figured it was probably best to um, just call them back tomorrow. Uh, had to get something notarized, which meant we had to uh, go out uh, into the world. Masked up, gloved up, social distancing. Had to go to the post office as well. Masked up, gloved up, social distancing. Everybody looking a little freaky. I think what's going on with a lot of people... Uh, hello, Debbie Gamble. I think what's going on with a lot of people is um, as you have really kind of uh, uh, gone through so much, as we all have, uh, trying to make sure that uh, you are doing what is uh, proper and right and best, uh, the contribution that we can make, which is uh, the sort of self-quarantine, social distancing, uh, not wandering out into the universe uh, sort of lifestyle that we've all uh, pretty much uh, embraced right now, that when we do have to go out, we become a little upset by people who don't seem uh, to be doing it right. Lauren Oliver said he spent over an hour on the phone with Wells Fargo today. Yes, Lauren, we spent an hour and a half on a hold with Wells Fargo today. And then finally had to give up the ghost and we'll get back with it tomorrow morning. Um, you know, with so many people out of work, so many people out of work, uh, it seems like some of these um, institutions that are still functioning could do a little better reach out to individuals who could be working these call centers. Uh, by the way, T-Mobile has been fantastic. T-Mobile was fantastic. The several times they had to call them to uh, increase internet and data capacity. They were fantastic. Uh, a place called Orbitel in town that I'm using to increase uh, um, uh, uh, Wi-Fi capacity. Uh, they were wonderful. They were on it. Wells Fargo has not been um, wonderful. NAR has been serious satellite radio. They have not been wonderful at all. A couple other institutions. But, you know, we're not going to let it get to us. But uh, customer service has uh, changed dramatically. Had to get something notarized today. Uh, 
what I am appreciative of is almost every individual I run into who is still uh, uh, forced or having to or, or has chosen to work in retail has been absolutely wonderful and patient and kind. Far more wonderful and patient and kind than almost all of us. Uh, and that includes what I've seen in grocery stores, post offices, uh, UPS stores, etc. cetera. Uh, and that many of the people that I've spoken to on the phone in customer service have been wonderful as well. I hope you're doing well here on, uh, what episode is this, Cheryl, 34? 35. 35, episode 35 of Living on a Thin Line. Hope you're doing well. I'm glad you're here. I hope that we can give you a brief respite from uh, all the stuff we got to go through, all the fear, all the anxiety, all the frustration, okay, all the concern. So uh, hello to my brother, Jerry Visick. I see you there. Uh, he's a, a great artist. You should go to his page, uh, Jerry Visick, on Facebook and see some of the art that he's done in his students. My entire house is adorned with uh, work of his. I don't know if I've ever let him know how much I admire his art, but it, it's hanging all over my house. We're going to start sh showing you some of that. What? We admire. We, we admire. My producer, who happens to be my wife, Shirley Lovisic, just said to me, we admire. Okay. So I don't cover a lot of uh, coronavirus news here. You can get it from others than me. I'm cracked up at all the people who seem to be uh, experts, uh, and I am not an expert. I have my own opinions about it. Those opinions may be right. They may be wrong, but I'm not going to force them on you. It might be a way to get more listeners, start some big arguments. It's government hoax. Uh, we're all going to die. Uh, uh, you know what? We just want to work. We, everybody wants to work. That's why we're all staying inside so that we can bend this curve down low enough so that the RO is low enough that it's manageable with the least amount of deaths. Jesus Christ. All right. Yeah. You know what I say at all that? Yeah. I'm going to show you uh, the goodies. I got the good. You know what I got right now, boys and girls? I got the good. Yeah, I know what you're looking for. <laughs> you're looking for the goods. I have all these uh, people that live inside my head. This here is one of them right here. His name, if you want to know, the people at the fair talks like this right here, is uh, Billy Ray Farnsworth. Billy, uh, in my mind, uh, lives uh, in his own declared country. In uh, uh, right outside of Billings, Montana, uh, he has a trailer, and uh, he's a his mama, his wife is 400 pounds. He used a pair of her underwars uh, to, as a flag. He painted uh, Nation of Farnsworth on the, the backside of a of a pair of her uh, skivvies and raised it up uh, on the tacked to the telephone pole about a half mile down. That's Billy Ray Farnsworth. He lives inside my head. Uh, there's others that live inside my head too. This guy lives inside my head. This guy's like. Uh, a mid-level studio guy with a production company who's fucking rude. He's just a piss, piss ant. He is. And when he talks to people, he, he's the kind of person, if you call him, you go, hello, who is this? Hello, who is this? If you, if you ever work in show business enough and you have to, to deal with these mid-level people, you get a hold of someone and they go, who is this? Well, you know, he's just so-and-so. You know, this is my fucking cell phone. It's better be good if you're calling my cell phone. Do you hear me? I'm on my way over to the Kardashians. They're not letting me inside, but I'm going to hang out in front of the gate. You're an asshole, you know that? You need a smack. That guy lives in my head. Billy lives in my head. Uh, Joe Gannon says, sounds like my mother-in-law. Jim Lacey says, top of the day to you, partner. Top of the day to you, Jim. We need to talk more. I know you've been busy with your website. Uh, uh, you had said that yesterday on here, uh, and uh, uh, I'm looking forward to the day that we can reveal that website to the general public. Kevin Brown says, I love the people in my head too. And boy, Kevin, you got them just like me. All right, let me get to the goodies. That's what the show is built around. I show you a piece of memorabilia that I have you around the home. And then I recommend 
uh, two pieces of music or two bands based on vinyl records that I have here in my house. So here is the first thing. You're going to get a kick out of this. And I'll tell you the story behind it. You ready? Anybody see that? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Anybody see that? I know people in Comedy Schools Radio Network.com are going, what is it? What is it? Look at that. You see it there? You know who it is. You know who it is. That's right. It's Sylvester Stallone and Hulk Hogan. No. It's George and Laura Bush. And what it says on this particular picture is engraved, Anthony D. Vizic, thank you for your commitment to the dedication. Thank you for your commitment and dedication as a charter member of the campaign in California. Grassroots leaders like you are the key to uh, key uh, lock key. No, you are the key. You're not the lock. To building a winning and then it's something. Best wishes, Laura Bush, George Bush. That's right. Autograph picture, George and Laura Bush. How did Tony Vizic, lifelong Democrat, some people say progressive liberal hippie man, which I'm not. I was at one time. I'm still progressive. Um, maybe as you get older, you don't progress as fast anymore. But um, uh, how did I get an autograph picture from uh, while he was president, President George Bush? I'll tell you what happened. Uh, there was a real ugly political battle going on in California about 15 years ago. There was a guy named Gray Davis who was governor. He was the type of governor we'd been electing in uh, California for quite some time, sort of uh, kind of bloodless technocrats, Gray Davis, George Duke Magian, Pete Wilson. Uh, but they did good jobs of running a government. They did good jobs as being administrators, of being governors. You might not agree with all their policies or ideas, but they, none of them were really uh, hyperbolic partisans. Uh, they were just kind of dull guys. But this is when they were really starting to ramp up the partisanship. And there was a recall effort to recall Gray Davis as governor of California. Uh, there was a uh, seldom used at the time way to petition uh, to get on the ballot the recall of a sitting governor. I remember coming out of a Ralph's uh, drugstore up in Porter Ranch, California. Nice place, by the way, Porter Ranch. I lived near there in Chatsworth, which was a nice place, too. Uh, and a guy going, hey, you want to sign a petition to... Uh, uh, kick out the current governor. I go, how about I kick you out of his goddamn parking lot? And I started chasing him. I never saw a man run so fast. It's one of those things that after I got finished, I went, wow, I just chased a grown man through a grocery store parking lot. I only ran about 10 steps. Anyway, they got the petition through to get it on the uh, ballot. And um, here's what happened. was uh, The ballot said, uh, do you wish to recall the governor? Not wish to recall the governor. If you want to recall the governor, who would you want to be governor? Something like that. And it was a choice between Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, Arnold Schwarzenegger to run government. Strong like bull. Uh, 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 got uh, Xavier uh, Hermosio, Hermosio, who uh, I like, but um, I didn't really care for uh, uh, his sort of flamethrower types of politics. Uh, and a guy named Tom McClintock from Central California, who is about as right-wing and conservative as they come. So I voted no on the, um, on the recall, but it said if the recall goes through, who would you want to be governor? I wasn't going to vote for Arnold Schwarzenegger because I'm not voting for showbiz idiots 
are real estate people to run things. They don't know how to do government. I want to vote for someone who knew how to do government. Uh, Xavier Hermesio, I could have voted for. I voted for Tom McClintock knowing full well he would not win. Knowing full well he would not win. That, that was my choice if Gray Davis was recalled. But I thought even though I hate the guy's social stances, he is uh, economically brilliant. But he didn't win. But for some reason, because I voted for him, I didn't contribute any money or anything, because I voted for him, all of a sudden one day in the mail, this picture shows up saying that I'm a charter member of uh, uh, the campaign in California and asking for big fat contributions and everything. I didn't send him a penny. I didn't send him a penny, but I kept that picture and added frame, and I put that in my house, and that would confuse people. Um, there was a girl I was dating one time, and I brought her up to the house, and I, I had this hanging in the bathroom. So you sat down on a commode. That's what you were looking at. That's where it sat. And uh, she came out of the bathroom. She goes, hey, you know what? I just thought I'd let you know that I'm a Republican. I'm a Republican. I go, well, that's too bad because uh, I can't stay. I'm not a Republican. She goes, but you have a, I go, yeah, that, that's a joke. Anyway, that relationship was going nowhere anyway. Thank goodness. Uh, so that is our little knickknack patty whack today. An autographed picture of George, George, and, La and Laura Bush. Okay. Um, not a very good president, in my estimation. Last time that we had a Republican president, we started out with a kick-ass economy, kick-ass economy, ended up in a big, fat, ugly recession, elected a Democrat, got out of the recession, stopped at least two pandemics in their steps, and when Barack Obama left, the country was doing great, elected a Republican, okay, with a kick-ass economy, now, even three years in, it took George Bush even longer, three years in, okay, economy in collapse and a pandemic running riot throughout our country. Uh, I leave it to you to decide, based on those simple statements, uh, how we should move forward. Paul Whitney says, Paul Whitney, Paul Whitney, okay, Paul Whitney, he says, I don't know what Paul says. He says, I loved getting the chance to vote for Kinky Friedman for governor back in the day in Texas. Dad, Kinky Friedman. Great musician, iconoclast, uh, true Renaissance man. Um, he uh, had a band called uh, Kinky Friedman and the Texas Jew Boys. And his one big hit, but he has a lot of great songs. I have Kinky Friedman records, was I'm an Asshole from El Paso. All right. So that, that, I guess that should lead us. Uh, Deb Gamble says, J.W., who now looks presidential and really, really smart. Yeah, he does. Damn it, he does. All right. Moving, move. Okay, my friend, we're gonna move right along. Okay, hey, you know what I say, you know. First, you got to move along. Don't get high on your own supply. That's what I say. You and your polluted. <laughs> so, okay, I got two records here to show you that I went to uh, get you to harken back to those thrilling musical days of yesteryear. Uh, maybe these bands were bands that you liked or loved in their heyday, and you've forgotten about them, and now they're just something that kind of floats back in the. Uh, uh, in the echoes of your mind. Maybe you never heard of them before, and then you should give them a uh, tryout. Here's the first one. Pretty cool record. Here we go. Here's Alone. Let me get the record out. All right. There you go. Do, 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 do. Hot town, summer in the city. That's right. This is a Love and Spoonful album, which is, uh, I don't know when I started doing this, where I put these, some records have plastic over them. This is, ladies and gentlemen, what we're looking at right here. Let me show it to you one more time. There you go. There you go. 
Oh, there you go. And there you go. Uh, we're showing you an album that's called The Very Best of the Love, uh, Very Best of the Loving Spoonful. Great songs on here. Great pop hits, mainly from the mid to beginning of the late 60s. Do you believe in magic? Daydream. Uh, let's see. Uh, did you ever have to make up your mind? Uh, you didn't have to be so nice. Rain on the Roof. Uh, Darling, Be Home Soon, which is one of the most beautiful songs in the world. And if I even try to sing it, I'm asking it. Darling, be home soon. I couldn't bear to wait another minute. If you dawdle, it is one of the great love songs. Uh, you got to listen to it. You got to listen to it. Of course, their big monster hit, uh, which still a lot of people know, was Summer in the City. Hot town, summer in the city. Back of my neck, getting dirt and gritty. So um, if you uh, love the Loving Spoonful, which I did. I mean, you're talking about 1965. I was 10. 66, 11, 12. You do the math. That's when they their heyday. Uh, and uh, Do You Believe in Magic is a great fun song. Daydream. Uh, like I said, Darling Be Home Soon. Listen to that. Google that one. Wait till it's night. And I hope it's cool where you are. And you got the window open. And then sit there with the window open. Whether it's raining or whether it's warm or whether there's a breeze. And listen to Darling Be Home Soon. It will do your spirit good. Okay, did you ever have to make up your mind is a fun song. Listen to that. What's not on here, which was a really fun song of theirs, was Nashville Cats. Nashville Cats. They're clean as country water, um, which I don't think they wrote. So, uh, so many, almost all these songs were written by John Sebastian, younger girl, didn't have to do it, Daydream. Uh, who wrote Summer in the City? Sebastian and Boone. So, and a guy named uh, Zali Yanovsky. Was the drummer, and he was great. So go back, Google or YouTube, Love and Spoonful, okay? Or if you got a vinyl collection, dig the record out. If you got a turntable, put it on. Wait till it's evening. Roll up a window if you can. Let the sounds, let the sound, there's new sounds now, because in the quiet that so many of us are experiencing at night, there are new sounds, and they are beautiful. And let those sounds fill your head and heart for a moment. And then listen to Darlin' Be Home Soon by The Love and Spoonful. Uh, you'll be glad that you did. Okay? All right. Next album. Someone asked me about this about three weeks ago. Do you have any? Do you have any? Like, it's not like I can play it. You know, I can just show you the album because of licensing problems. All right. Here we go. <laughs> These were the bad boys when I was a teenager. There you go. Oh, yeah. All right. Everybody see that on the YouTube. YouTube. Hey, are you on are you thumb? All right. There you go. Facebook Live friends, YouTube friends, Facebook Live friends. What are we looking at? This was a giant, giant hit when I was uh, in ninth or tenth grade in its Grand Funk Live album. It's his Grand Funk Live album. This was a stunning album. Grand Funk was a trio, three guys, led by a guy named um, I want to say Mark Farmer. Uh, Are You Ready? Paranoid was a huge hit. Uh, Heartbreaker, massive hit. This was a three-record three set. Mean Mistreater. Uh, those are the three biggies on here. Really extended versions of stuff. Paranoid, six minutes and 20 seconds. Heartbreaker, six minutes and 58 seconds. There's a song called Inside Looking Out, 12 minutes and 22 seconds. So, uh, and a song called TN... You see, it's 11 minutes. Oh, four sides. And then Into the Sun. This is back in the day of concept albums and really long improvisational songs. This is one sloppy ass album. This is recorded live and it's sloppy. 
but it is great. And for one brief shining moment in time, Grand Funk was the kid. That band was the king of rock. Okay, uh, they were like I said, a three-piece outfit, just guitar, uh, bass player, and drums. Uh, very innovative, uh, real kind of attempts at sort of jazz riffs and different time signatures, uh, thematic songs. Uh, fantastic uh, uh, attempt. Okay, later on, they uh, kind of settled into a, sort of a pop thing with like we're an American band and their version of Due to Locomotion, which probably the most out-of-tune guitar solo you've ever heard uh, in, uh, in my life. Uh, Jim Lacey, you're sending me stuff right now and I can't read it right now on Facebook Live because it'll, it'll mess up what I'm doing. So I'll have to look at it after, okay? Uh, anyway, a couple of records, a uh, couple of bands for you to kind of dig back into. The Love and Spoonful, yes, in your car every once in a while you might hear them on an oldie station. Uh, Grand Funk, you're not going to hear it all. They, kinda, they, they just kind of fell off. And especially their early stuff like Paranoid and uh, I'm Your Captain. You're just not going to hear that. Uh, on radio stations uh, any longer, but if you uh, if you Google or if you YouTube them, uh, you'll hear some very interesting wild stuff. Uh, Jim Lazy, if you could tell me what it says, I'll tell people what it says. Doug Payne Jr. says Grand Funk. Uh, DJ Payne, who is a very funny guy, uh, who was on uh, last Friday's um, uh, Class Clown Show on Zoom, and will be on our very first uh, paid show on Zoom, which I, I'm going to announce shortly. I got to do one more test, DJ. Uh, his father. Uh, loves Grand Funk. Uh, DJ is in his 40s, and, and he and I are uh, we're the same age. Who are you waving at? Shirley just waved at somebody. Oh, Shirley loved uh, Grand Funk, too. And I was a big Grand Funk fan. All right. Um, so uh, his dad liked Grand Funk. Gordon Polk. I know you're more of a punk rocker. Uh, let's see. D DJ Payne said, uh, a little later, you liked a different uh, kind of loving spoonful. Hey, yo, he's referring to cocaine. <laughs> which uh, helped get me into the program of uh, Alcoholics Anonymous a hell of a lot faster than um, uh, anything else. Uh, D uh, DJ says, I'm 40, not in my 40s. It's been like a week. Sorry, man. Once you turn 40, you're in your 40s. You're in your 40s, DJ. DJ's in his 40s. I'm going to see DJ tomorrow night in our advanced workshop on Zoom, which I got to tell you, man, it's kind of a cool way to do things. Tonight, I'll be doing a beginning workshop at 6 p.m. Uh, Arizona time on Zoom. Uh, I will have people, uh, get this, I'll have someone on from uh, California and someone from right across the street. The house right across from, uh, from me is going to be a guy that's in my class and also a guy in California <coughs> and a couple of people in Phoenix as well. Uh, so if you ever thought about doing stand-up comedy or you're looking for something different to do or you're bored out of your mind, go, I got to try something different, go to ComedySchools.com or ComedySchoolsRadioNetwork.com, ComedySchools.com. What's that website? ComedySchools.com or ComedySchoolsRadioNetwork.com where you can see a lot of these great uh, podcasts uh, downloaded, by the way, or hear them, hear them downloaded, by the way. Go to either one of them and uh, sign up before six and you'll get a Zoom code and you'll be able to take our five-week course. Okay, dokie. Okay, dokie. I think I'm going to wrap it up. What time we got, Cheryl? What time is it? 2.20. That's a little early. I could go another five minutes. I just, if, I don't want to say I ran out of stuff to talk about. I started early. I said, you know what? They, that's what they say about my entire life. You know, his problem, he started early. He kind of, he, he, you know, he came out of the blocks uh, a little early and a little fast, and then he stumbled. And he never quite, you know, got, you know, he came out fast. What happened to him? I'll tell you what happened if you want to know, okay? 
Uh, he was he came out of blocks fast, but then on the first turn he kind of stumbled. Never quite got up to the speed he could go. That is my thought. Uh, anyway, guys, I'm going to wrap it up. We're good. We're golden. I love all of you for uh, checking in today. If anybody has any questions or anybody has any answers, now's the time. Go ahead and uh, type them up here. Jim Lacey says, I don't think the photos can be uploaded here. I'll try. Oh, he's gonna. Uh, Jim's going to try to upload some photos here that he tried to send me on Messenger. And if I try to go to Messenger right now, uh, I will uh, probably knock you guys off Facebook Live. So, Jim, whatever they are, uh, let's hold off till tomorrow, all right? I, I know you sent them to me, but uh, I'll look at them, and then we'll talk about it tomorrow, because right now I got to uh, go-go. I gotta, I'm going to a go-go. Um, I've got a class tonight. Let's see. Joe Gannon says, I remember the Corvettes in the Bronx on Boston Post Road. The Corvettes. Corvettes, yeah, that was a band. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I was just wondering where this came in on the conversation, Joe. That's all. Uh, did I miss something here? Maybe there was something that was stated and I did not see it. Anyway, you guys, you ever thought about doing stand-up comedy? I got a uh, beginning workshop starting tonight at 6. Just go on ComedySchools.com and register. Uh, uh, go to those websites and stay close here to find out about our first paid show. I'm hoping to pull it off this weekend, but I want to do it right. I especially want to do it right for the artists. These paid shows that we're going to do... Um, uh, portions of the proceeds will go to a local food bank to uh, uh, help them be able to uh, purchase items that people desperately need. And then the rest will be divided up among the artists. So if you're looking for fun ticketed events, uh, I'm going to start kicking them in gear real soon, I promise. I've been saying it for a while. It just takes twice as long nowadays to do half as much. But we're getting it done. You're getting it done. You stay close to me. All of you, you stay close to me. Always send me a message if you want to send me a message. Let's keep the conversation going. Let's keep the hope alive. Let's keep the fun in our love gun. That, that made no sense. It just sounds creepy. All right, I got to go. For my producer, who just happens to be my wife, Shirley Lovisic, I want to thank you. Tune in every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Facebook Live, YouTube on the Comedy Schools channel, and, of course, you can always listen on ComedySchoolsRadioNetwork.com. Thank you very much, guys. See you tomorrow. Bye-bye. I speak tonight for the dignity of man and the destiny of the man. <laughs>